The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Did a Colorado dentist murder his wife, the mother of his six children, in order to be with his dental worker girlfriend? He's in hiding while he's in court hanging his head. According to prosecutors, the porn-addicted Mormon dentist slowly poisoned his wife. And it wasn't the first time he tried it either. She had been in the hospital multiple times. What can we learn from the arrest warrant? We've just gotten our mitts on that arrest warrant, and we are learning startling new details. Take a listen to a verbatim reading of the arrest warrant for the porn-addicted Mormon dentist accused of murder. Aurora Police Department, case number 2023-48975, authored by Detective B. Olson, James Tolliver Craig. District Court, Arapahoe County, Colorado. Date filed March 20, 2023, 8.30 a.m. Arrest Warrant. People of the state of Colorado to all peace officers in the state. Greetings. A complaint in writing under oath has been made, and it appears that there are reasonable grounds for believing that between March 6, 2023 through March 15, 2023, at 6795 South Robertsdale Way in the city of Aurora in Arapahoe County in state of Colorado, James Tolliver Craig, date of birth, 2-1178, race, white, gender, male, height, five foot nine, weight, 185 pounds, hair blonde, eyes blue did then and there commit the crime of first-degree murder after deliberation, as that crime is defined by CRS 18-3-1021A, respectively, and as further set forth in the complaint attached hereto and made a part thereof, you are therefore commanded to arrest James Tolliver Craig, date of birth 21178, and bring him before the nearest available district court without unnecessary delay to be dealt with according to law issued this 18th day of March, 2023. 
Description address, 6795 South Robertsdale Way, City of Aurora. Age, 45. Race, white. Height, 5'9". Weight, 185. Richard Hayes Farrow, District Court Magistrate, printed. Bail set in the amount of no bond hold. Aurora Police Department, case number 2023-48975, authored by Detective B. Olson, James Tolliver Craig. Judge, District Court Magistrate, Signature, District Court, Arapahoe County, Colorado. Affidavit of probable cause for arrest warrant. I, Detective Bobby Olson, of lawful age, and being first sworn upon oath, state that I have probable cause for believing that Defendant James Tolliver Craig, date of birth, 21178, race white, gender male, height 5'9", weight 185 pounds, hair blonde, eyes blue, did commit the crimes of 1. CRS 18-3-102-1A, charge, first degree murder after deliberation, class F1. Your affiant, Bobby Olson, is a police detective with the City of Aurora Police Department and has been employed since July 2013. Your affiant was previously a licensed peace officer in Minnesota from 2004 to 2013. Your affiant has authored numerous search and arrest warrants while participating in individual and organized crime-related investigations. Additionally, your affiant has conducted and supervised hundreds of investigations in both an overt and covert capacity. Your affiant is currently assigned as a detective with the Aurora Police Department Major Crime Homicide Unit, MCHU. Your affiant is responsible for investigating significant incidents of violent crime, focusing on homicides, attempt homicides, and officer-involved shootings. Your affiant has conducted numerous investigations in this capacity and routinely utilizes search warrants for residences, vehicles, cellular call detail records, social media accounts, etc., as an investigative tool when appropriate. As a detective, your affiant is authorized to carry firearms, execute warrants, make arrests for offenses against the state of Colorado, as well as perform other duties as authorized by state and federal law. Your affiant has completed thousands of hours of training over her career, beginning with a basic police academy. In addition, your affiant received a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Metropolitan State University. The facts below are based on personal knowledge and or interviews with witnesses and fellow officers and or review of official law enforcement reports. On March 15, 2023, at approximately 11.08 a.m., victim Angela Craig, DOB 415-1979, presented herself to University Hospital because she had a severe headache and was experiencing dizziness. Angela was accompanied by her brother, Redacted, Utah 84651, and later met by her husband, James Craig, DOB 211-1978. At approximately 2 p.m., Angela experienced a seizure and began to rapidly decline medically. Eventually, she was placed on life support in the intensive care unit. Hospital medical personnel could not find a known medical condition that would have caused Angela's rapid medical decline. Your affiant was told James was a dentist who worked at the Summerbrook Dental Group. James was business partners with Redacted, also a dentist. Ryan and his wife, Redacted, DOB 622-1970, are friends with James and Angela. On March 15, 2023, James communicated with Redacted via text message from his cell phone, Redacted, and informed Redacted, that Angela had been admitted to the university hospital and her condition was grave. Redacted.
and they both responded to University Hospital. At the hospital, Redacted spoke with one of the attending nurses regarding his suspicion that Angela was the possible victim of poisoning. Redacted explained to the nurse that James recently ordered potassium cyanide for their dental practice, adding that there was no medical reason or purpose to order potassium cyanide for a dental practice. As a mandatory reporter, the nurse called the police and an investigation ensued. The major crime homicide unit was contacted and took over the investigation. On March 16, 2023, in the early morning hours, your affiant spoke with Redacted at the Aurora Police Department headquarters where they had volunteered to talk with your affiant. Redacted began by saying he and James have been business partners since August of 2022 when Ryan acquired James Dental Practice, which had been struggling financially. Redacted stated although he recently took over James Dental Practice, they have known each other for over 20 years and went to dental school together. Redacted described James as a risk taker and found out he had filed for bankruptcy in 2021 and was on the verge of bankruptcy again. Redacted also stated that in January, James confided in Redacted, telling him that he and Angela were having marital problems. On March 15, 2023, office manager Redacted contacted Redacted via phone as he was driving to the University Hospital to be with James. Redacted was contacted by another office manager, Redacted, Redacted, that on March 6, 2023, the day Angela first became sick and went to Parker Adventist. She was working late at the dental office. Redacted said James returned to the office after hours. Redacted observed James at an exam room computer with the lights off doing something on the computer. This was odd because James had his own office with his own computer and personal laptop he regularly took to and from the office. Redacted said approximately 30 minutes after James left the office, he texted Redacted telling her that he would be receiving a personal package and told her not to open it. Redacted stated that a package arrived for James on Monday, March 13, 2023. Redacted found that the package box had been opened. Caitlin said she found out that another employee, Redacted, had opened the package. Forgetting that James was getting a package, she looked inside the package. Inside the package, Redacted said she saw a biohazard sticker and what said potassium cyanide on a circular canister. Redacted realized that was the package for James. Redacted sealed the package back up and gave it to James. Redacted said she later Googled what potassium cyanide was used for and saw that Angela had the same symptoms. Caitlin called Jacqueline when she heard Angela was back in the hospital on March 15, 2023, and told her about the contents of the package. Redacted arrived at University Hospital in separate vehicles, but entered the hospital together. Upon arriving, they spoke briefly to James, but he received a phone call from a doctor, so he stepped away. While James was on the phone, and nurse came out to speak with them. Redacted stated while James was on the phone, he pulled the nurse away and told the nurse about his concerns that Angela may have been poisoned with potassium cyanide. While at the hospital, Redacted observed James meeting with doctors about Angela's prognosis. Redacted observed James crying after the meeting. Redacted then left the hospital and returned to the vehicle. 
while in redacted vehicle, redacted received a call from James' personal cell phone, redacted phone connected to redacted vehicle's Bluetooth so that redacted could hear the conversation. James told redacted he had heard some disturbing information and then asked redacted if he had said anything to the hospital staff. Redacted admitted that he talked to the hospital staff about this incident. Redacted advised that he was aware of the package that James had ordered. James replied that the package was a ring for Angela and that he wanted to surprise her. Redacted countered by telling James he knew it was not a ring. James claimed the package was never opened, so Redacted couldn't know what was in it. Redacted advised that the package was definitely opened and it did not contain a ring. Redacted asked James why he would buy potassium cyanide. James eventually recanted and admitted that the package contained potassium cyanide, but claimed that Angela asked him to order it. James claimed that Angela couldn't order the potassium cyanide because she didn't have the proper credentials. James told Redacted he ordered the potassium cyanide, but he didn't think she, Angela, would actually take it. James described the situation as being similar to a game of chicken. At that point, Redacted told James to stop talking and get a lawyer. Your affiant and Detective Graw then interviewed Michelle, who provided a similar account of events as her husband, Ryan. Redacted told your affiant that Angela had first become sick on March 6, 2023. Angela went to Parker Adventist Hospital and was released the same day. Angela reported she was dizzy and weak. Redacted stated Angela fell ill again and returned to Parker Adventist Hospital on March 9, 2023. Angela was admitted on March 9, 2023 and released on March 14, 2023. Medical personnel were unable to determine what was causing Angela to have her symptoms. Redacted stated that the next day, March 15, at approximately 11 a.m., Angela was brought to University Hospital by her brother, Redacted. Redacted added that she had exchanged texts with James since Angela was admitted to Parker Adventist on March 9, 2023, trying to keep up to date with Angela's medical condition. Redacted stated she was a professor and had a Ph.D. in nursing, so she asked James to keep her updated on Angela's symptoms to potentially assist in diagnosing her. Redacted provided your affiant screenshots of the text exchange between her and James beginning March 9, 2023. Your affiant confirmed the contact Jim Craig in redacted cell phone was James' phone number. Redacted. Your affiant reviewed the text messages. The blue boxes outlined redacted statements and the white boxes outlined James' response in reference to Angela's medical conditions. Thursday, March 9 at 3 p.m. Redacted name. What hospital is Angie in? Do you need anything? Craig reply. Parker Adventist. Thanks for offering, but for now I think we've got more support than we can handle. Gotta love the church. Redacted name. Do you have a diagnosis yet? I'm so sorry. We are praying. Craig reply, no diagnosis, thank you. Thursday, March 9, 621 p.m. Redacted name, any news? Craig reply, nothing yet. They just admitted her to the hospital for observation. Redacted name, good, I'm praying for you. Redacted name, I mean, good, I'm glad she's being admitted. Craig reply, LOL, 
Yeah, I figured that's what you meant. Friday, 9.07 a.m. Redacted name. How did Ange do overnight? Craig reply. Low blood pressure all night. Vomiting in the morning. Still trying to figure this out. Redacted name. Ugh, I'm so sorry. Tell her we love her and we are praying. Craig reply. I sure will. Thank you. Friday, 6.14 p.m. Redacted name. Just checking to see how Ange is doing and if they have made any headway today. How are you doing? Do you need anything? Craig reply. Thanks, Redacted. It's been pretty rough not having any answers. I get pretty nervous. They did so many tests. They have done four or five different blood draws. Their regular blood panels all come back okay. And she is negative for autoimmune disorders, negative for diabetes. Her A1C was 5.5. The main issue they seem to be concerned about right now is blood pressure. They pumped 5L into her IV over 24 hours, and she looks super puffy and swollen, but her blood pressure is barely 100 over 60. Yesterday morning, it was 56 over 44. So although that is the main concern that doctors have, my main concern is just how she's feeling. Really pretty crappy. They are going to keep her one more night, and hopefully she can come home tomorrow sometime. Redacted name. How did her kidneys handle that kind of fluid? Redacted name. I'm sure she is miserable, and this has to be so frightening for everyone. Craig reply. Her BUN, urea nitrogen, was 29 yesterday, but it's back down to in the normal range of 21. They think she was just dehydrated. Her kidneys seem to be doing well so far. I thought it might be adrenal insufficiency, but they tested for that too, and so far, just no answers. Redacted name. Low BP would cause her to be lethargic and slur her speech. I'm glad she doesn't have those disease processes, but any answer would help ease anxiety and have a plan. Not knowing is more terrifying, in my opinion. Redacted name. What about scan to check for a tumor, thyroid, adrenal? I'm sure everyone is thinking of every pathophysiological process that affects blood pressure. Craig replied. They did an MRI on her head because brain tumors are in the family. They did an ultrasound of the heart. They did a head CT and... They did a chest and abdomen CT, and everything has come back negative so far. So, I guess that's good. No tumor is a good thing, right? Redacted name. Yes, that is a good thing. I'm glad they ruled it out, especially with a family history. It's just hard to imagine she was so dehydrated to cause so low blood pressure. I'm sure she is puffy with 5L of fluid on board, and I'm sure her kidneys are working double time to process it. I'm glad her A1C was normal. I would have sworn she was having a diabetic ketoacidosis, but I couldn't imagine that they wouldn't have checked a blood sugar on the first ER visit. I will continue to pray for answers. I know you have amazing support, but please let us know how we can help. Craig reply. They did check blood sugar on the very first ER visit. She was 195 and she was throwing glucose in her urine. That was Monday. So they were almost sure that it was diabetes. But then we went back again yesterday, checked on her blood sugar, was lower but still high like 145, but there was no glucose in her urine at all. And then her A1C came back at 5.5. So that was a mystery. Redacted name. So A1C is an average of the last 90 days. If this is new blood glucose problem, it won't necessarily show in her A1C. Craig replied, yeah, that's a good point. But no glucose in her urine today, so there's that. Redacted name. But has she been eating much since Monday? Craig reply. Let's see. A little bit, 
but not very much. Today, the only thing that she has had is one cracker and she threw it up. Yesterday, the only thing she had was a protein shake in the morning, which she threw up, and some chicken noodle soup for dinner, which she also threw up. So I see the point you're making. They may not be any sugar to throw into the urine. Redacted name. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. However, her IV could have sugar in it. D5LR with or without K? Or are they running an S? Craig reply. LR without K, which also surprised me because of potassium and something else. Some other electrolyte, but I can't remember now what we're both low today. They gave her potassium supplements with orally. The first one she was able to take, the second one she threw up. She's also on tramadol for her headaches, and they have her on 8 milligrams of Zofran every 4 hours, I think. The next dose is due in about an hour and a half. Although this morning, her most violent vomiting episode happened about 5 minutes after they gave her IV Zofran. That's weird. Redacted name. 5L is a lot to run with D5, so LR makes sense. That is strange, because giving it IV would work pretty quickly. I'm glad they ruled out brain tumor. The committing with an anti-medic and headaches would point that way. If her K stays low and she continues to vomit, I would expect they will add K to her IV. Craig reply. If it wasn't my wife, this would be kind of a fun puzzle to try to work out. Redacted name reply. Truth. Craig reply. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Redacted reply. That's all we need is a low K to move her to electrical issues with her heart onto what it, she is dealing with. What about a blood culture to rule out an infectious process? Her WBC and leukocytes, all normal? I know they are smarter than me. I'm just working through all the things in my mind. Craig reply. They haven't done a culture, but her WBC leukocytes are normal. Oh, her reactive protein is super high, though, like 20. I think the high end of normal is 2.99, so you know there's an inflammatory process somewhere. Redacted reply. Well, that's huge, and says there is something going on. Friday, 6.24 p.m., Craig reply. Angie's heart ultrasound was normal, except for, quote, unable to accurately measure pulmonary pressure due to insufficient triscus pid valve regurgitation envelope, unquote. Redacted. Interesting assessment. So, she is having tricuspid regurgitation to the point that her PA pressure can't be measured? Craig reply. Is that what that means? Hmm. Redacted reply. I could be wrong, but that's how I read it. Tricuspid regurgitation means the tricuspid valve leaks and blood is able to go back into the right atrium. I would think that could affect pulmonary artery pressure. Redacted. Tricuspid regurgitation is usually associated with high PA pressure. Redacted. In reading, I think an insufficient TVR envelope suggests pulmonary hypertension. That is the opposite of what I first thought. Craig reply. From my nephew, he's an internist, symptoms of pulmonary hypertension usually involve breathing issues such as shortness of breath. She hasn't been experiencing that, so not being able to accurately measure Pulm pressure doesn't really matter much at this point. Redacted reply. Well, that's good to know. Redacted text. With such a low blood pressure, maybe it throws off the ability to get a reading. Craig reply. 
the doc is going to do some imaging of her gallbladder and some other internal organs to see how they look. Still, pretty much the same though. When I talk to her, she seems like she's in a ton of pain and super, super tired. Of course, all of the tests are coming back perfect. Redacted reply. Well, we know we just haven't found the cause yet. We will keep praying for answers and for Angie and your family. Tuesday, 6.34 a.m. Redacted text. Any update on Ange? Craig reply. Not really. No answers. She's on oxygen full time now. Redacted reply. That must be so frustrating for everyone. I'm so sorry. Is she home or still admitted? Craig reply. Still admitted. Yesterday, 12.07 p.m. Redacted text. Whatever you need, we are here. Craig reply. Thanks, redacted name. She's at University Hospital, so maybe another set of eyes on this case will help. Redacted reply. I think Ryan is trying to get a hold of you. Craig reply. Yeah, I just talked to him. Redacted reply. I'm glad she's in there, and I pray they can find the answer. BC, there is clearly something. Redacted a text. Is she conscious? Craig reply. No. Redacted reply. How are holding up? I know that a dumb question. How are the kids? Craig replied. She's not laughing at any of my jokes either. So you know it's really bad. Redacted reply. That's distressing. Redacted text. Because you're funny. Craig reply. Honestly, I haven't really told the kids how bad it is right now. I don't really have any information to tell them. And I don't want to scare them needlessly. Nora and Violet are at the zoo with friends. The other kids know that she went back to the hospital, but they are just doing school stuff. Redacted reply. That's smart. I'm scared, Jim. Redacted text. Is that bad to say? Craig reply. Not at all. I am too. Redacted sends picture from Finding Nemo with the caption, I know funny. I'm a clownfish. Redacted text. That's for laughing at the jokes part. Craig reply. It's weird not being able to wake her up. Redacted reply. I'm sure it's frightening. James then texted Redacted two pictures showing hospital room. Under a picture, Craig texted, Crash, intubated, 55 over 44 pulse, 115 SPO 284. Doc says she would be mentally responsive by now and she's not. Doc says she, quote, very, very worried. Use the word tenuous. Redacted reply. Any progress? That's a lot of people, and that's never good. Redacted text. You probably have more people than you can deal with, but I will come and just sit. Craig reply. My brother-in-law is here, but if you want to come, you can. Redacted replies. I will. Redacted text. University Hospital on Colfax, like by Children's? Craig reply. Yes. ED, room 5. Redacted reply, Ryan and I are coming. The text messages noting the day Friday was on March 10, 2023. The text message noting yesterday was on March 15, 2023. Redacted contacted your affiant on March 15, 2023 at approximately 9 a.m. Redacted stated, James called Redacted. However, he did not answer. Redacted then received the following text message from James. Good morning, Redacted. Thank you for taking my patient load today. I want to make an urgent plea to you. If we were ever friends, please do this favor for me. Please don't talk to anyone about what we talked about last night, including any law enforcement officers. 
You are under no obligation to answer their questions unless you are served a subpoena and you will do more damage than good to my family by continuing to insert yourself into this. Angela is gone and I am devastated. There is nothing that can bring her back and I want desperately to tell you all of the details so that you can better understand what's gone on behind the scenes with her. There is so, so much that you don't know that I wish you did. If you knew everything, this would make so much sense to you, but there's no use in telling you right now. You and I have a history of you and the other partners and Jackie all talking about me behind my back and deciding what you think is best, and then you're always the fall guy that has to pull the trigger or tell me what you've all decided about me. I'm fact. Yesterday, you didn't even come to me. I had to seek you out. You have never given me the advantage of talking with me first. You just decide and then act and hope I'll pick up the pieces later. This is a pattern in our business dealings and now has become a factor in our personal dealings. Let me paint a picture for you of what this has done. Yesterday, I had to tell my kids their mom was not going to wake up and they were there to say their final goodbyes. That was at 6.45 p.m. The hospital said we could bring the kids up to say goodbye at that time. But because of the investigation you opened by your incomplete information, the hospital made those poor grieving hysterical kids wait until after 10 p.m. to see their mom. After an hour or so of saying goodbye to her, we went home just before midnight, only to have our house sealed against our entry by the police. Instead of getting to go home and find comfort, they were met with flashing lights and cold, unfeeling cops, and the kids, scared and confused, had to go sleep at the home of a ward member. Family is starting to come into town today, and I have to tell them they can't come to my house and try explain why. I have to hire a homicide attorney to make sure I don't end up being painted in the light that you know some hungry DA is anxious to paint me in because I am most likely going to be charged even though that is absolutely not what happened. Ryan, I understand why you did what you did. I do. I get it. But if you had come to me personally, man to man, instead of talking to everyone else about what you thought you knew, I might have let you in on some details that would have made you less likely to cause this horrible storm. Man, Ryan, if you had only put me higher on your list of priorities instead of putting everyone else's opinions and gossip ahead of me. For that, I am very, very mad at you. I have talked to you about this multiple times, but you don't seem to care. And now what you thought was responsible has become reckless and so, so destructive. And so I'm asking if there was ever any love in your heart for me, please don't make this any worse by talking to any officers or anyone else about this unless you are legally forced to and whoever else on the team you think is going to be questioned i would ask that you privately ask them to honor this request too and please do not respond to this text message until i text you again aurora police department major crimes homicide detective chamberlain responded to university hospital on march 16 2023 at approximately 12:30 a.m to speak with attending hospital staff Detective Chamberlain learned that Angela arrived at University Hospital at approximately 11 a.m. At approximately 2 p.m., Angela began suffering from a serious seizure, and doctors struggled to intubate her. Angela suffered from a lack of oxygen, had no pupil reaction, and began to have increased intracranial pressure, which caused decreased perfusion pressure and was sent to the intensive care unit. 
Detective Chamberlain learned that Angela was still on life support, had no brain activity, and her prognosis was poor, that she may not make it through the evening. Redacted was contacted and asked if she would respond to the Aurora Police Department to speak with detectives. In summary, Redacted stated that she had been office manager for the dentist's office for approximately six months and worked for James at Summerbrook Dental. Although Redacted is also a dentist, he does not work at the dental clinic, but is a partner in the business. Redacted knew that on March 6, 2023, James and his wife Angela worked out in the morning. Before their workout, James made Angela a protein shake or pre-workout shake in which James gave her extra protein because she was feeling sluggish. After the workout, Angela became faint and dizzy and ultimately James took Angela to the hospital. Redacted also started to notice odd or strange things around the office. On March 6, towards the end of the day, she found James in the dentist's office in a back medical area, which she referred to as examination room number nine. She thought this was strange because James had his computer in his office and his wife has just been discharged from the hospital. Redacted confirmed it was not common for James to use the computer in the exam room, specifically number nine, because he had his own computer in the office and a laptop that he took home with him. Redacted left a short time later, and James remained in the office. Approximately 30 minutes later, James sent her a text message saying he had a personal package coming to the office to let her know when he came. During this time frame, Angela became ill and was taken to the hospital, where she was constantly throwing up. It was unclear what her diagnosis was, and James had said Angela's blood pressure was low. During Angela's time in the hospital, James had conversations with Redacted, where he told her he didn't think his wife was going to make it. In the same conversation, James asked about business in the office. Redacted found it strange James was concerned about his dental practice when his wife was in a dire medical condition. On March 13, 2023, Redacted said one of the office attendants opened a package that came into the office. This package was addressed directly to James. She knew this to be the personal package James had been asking about. This attendant had already opened the package. Redacted took the package from the office attendant, which she intended to put in James' office. As Redacted repackaged the box, she noticed a packing slip that read potassium cyanide. Redacted described the package as a foil square with no other markings on it. Redacted said the package had a biohazard or warning, but she couldn't remember what it was. Redacted resealed the box and hand-delivered the package to James. Redacted later saw James walking down the hall of the office with a cylindrically shaped canister wrapped in brown paper or construction paper with a metal lid. Redacted was unsure what this cylindrical canister was, but stated in the six months she had been at the dental office, she had not seen a similar canister. Redacted had never seen potassium cyanide delivered to the office and was unsure what it was for. So she performed a Google search. In that search, Redacted noted the side effects of ingesting potassium cyanide and matched the same symptoms Angela had been exhibiting over the last week, including nausea, vomiting, and low blood pressure. Redacted said James told her when Angela was discharged March 14, 2023. She made accusations that James had poisoned her. Angela said something to James along the lines of, quote, there are poisons they don't test for, unquote. Redacted heard from James that Angela was sent home on oxygen and they didn't know what was wrong with her. On March 15, 2023, Redacted 
learned that Angela was back in the hospital with the same symptoms. Redacted said at one point she called her manager, Jacqueline, who also thought James might be responsible for Angela's sickness, then shared the information she had about finding the potassium cyanide invoice. Redacted stated she knew that James and Angela were having marital problems because James had recently mentioned he had told Angela that he wanted a divorce. Redacted said James had been distant from time to time at work and would leave sometimes at lunch because he and Angela were having fights. Redacted said she had not seen the package since the day she gave it to James and said the trash was collected by the trash company daily. On March 16, 2023, Detective Marino was contacted by Child Protective Services caseworker Sidney Romero, who met with the members of the Craig family, James Craig and his children, individually. In her conversations with James, she believed James made some concerning statements. Namely, James alleged that Angela was suicidal and had been for some time. James claimed that he, personally, has had to revive Angela on several occasions over the last few months. James said he asked Angela for a divorce in December of 2022, and since that time, Angela's depression and suicidal ideations have increased. James believed that Angela was intentionally overdosing on opioids and another unknown substance. James never reported any of these incidents, never sought medical attention for Angela during, after the alleged overdose attempts, and never sought professional counseling therapy for Angela's depression and suicidal ideations. James told Sidney he was sure that Angela's toxicology would come back positive for substances, but said he did not know what kind. Sidney felt compelled to report the following statements because none of Angela's children mentioned their mother's depression, nor did they mention any alleged previous suicide attempts. Sidney believed that it was improbable that this type of event, overdose suicide attempt, could happen with no one inside the household except James being aware. Sidney provided her opinion that James was attempting to build a cover story for what really happened to Angela. On March 16, 2023, Detective Marino communicated with a friend of the Craig family. Redacted informed Detective Marino that James was currently at her residence and intended to spend the night with his children while he was waiting for his two oldest children to come in from out of town. Redacted stated that she resided at Redacted and that James would be there through the morning. On March 16, 2023, Detective Marino submitted three search warrant applications and affidavits to the 18th Judicial District Courts, one for James and Angela's home, Redacted, one for the Summerbrook Dental Office, 14991 East Hampton Avenue, number 370, and one for redacted address. Redacted. Detective Marino was sworn in by Magistrate Richard Farrow, who signed and issued all three search warrants. On March 16, 2023, at approximately 8.30 a.m., Aurora Police Department Detective Graw and your affiant responded to Redacted, where we spoke to James. James stated, he did not wish to speak to us about his wife's medical status. James was provided a copy of the signed search warrant requesting his cellular phone, Angela's cellular phone, his wallet, and his laptop. James handed your affiant Angela's cell phone and provided the passcode. James then handed your affiant his cell phone, a light blue iPhone 14, and provided the passcode. James said the laptop that he used regularly was at the dental office. James provided your affiant with the laptop's password. James said he did not carry a wallet, but kept his credit cards and ID in his phone case. Your affiant took pictures of the cards and his Colorado driver's license and gave them back to James. 
On March 16, 2023, at approximately 8.45 a.m., your affiant, along with other major crimes homicide detectives, responded to 6795S Robert Stellway and executed search warrant. Upon clearing the residence to ensure no one was inside, your affiant noted the house was affixed with both external and internal surveillance cameras. After the residence was cleared, Aurora Police Department Detective Marino completed an amended search warrant to include the seizure and search of the external and internal surveillance equipment and recorded surveillance footage. The search warrant was signed by 18th Judicial District Magistrate Heidi Kutcher. During the search of the residence, multiple items believed to have information and or evidence related to this incident were located. The items collected from the residence were the following. Multiple types of powder proteins. Multiple workout-style shakers used to consume protein drinks or shakes. A computer tablet. Two different plastic Ziploc-style bags that both had white powdery substances in them, neither labeled what they are. A water bottle located on the exercise bike in the main bedroom area. While executing the search of the residence, we could not locate a hard drive or device that would obviously maintain data for a surveillance device. There was a security system affixed to the wall that could play the video exterior only, but it was not something that would be easily unplugged to seize. It is believed that the surveillance information would most likely be maintained on devices such as phone, tablet, or computer in a cloud-based system. On March 16, 2023, at approximately 11.45 a.m., your affiant and other major crimes homicide detectives executed the search warrant at Summerbrook Dental, 14991 East Hampton Avenue, Suite Number 370 in Aurora, Colorado. The dental office was closed for business. Upon entry to the business, multiple cameras affixed to the office walls were observed. The offices were clean and orderly. The information previously provided was that James had been in dental room 9 where he was on a computer there in the dark. Your affiant viewed the dental room and found it to be an open-style dental room, allowing someone to see if a person were at the computer. Each room had individual lights, but when not illuminated with overhead lights, the rooms were dark. Each exam room was identified by a silver metal-style number on the hallway walls next to the entrance of the room. Exam room number 9 was found to be at the far end of the clinic's dead-end hallway. Your affiant collected the hard drive that was hooked up and connected to the monitor in exam room number 9. The hard drive was a Dell Optiplex 3070. The drive had a log-checked USB plugged into the back. The hard drive was seized. Your affiant located an office in the clinic's southeast corner containing two office desks. On the far desk south, a laptop was observed. When the laptop screen was woken, it showed the last logged-in person was James. The password James provided for the laptop was entered to make sure that the laptop was his. The password activated the laptop and opened it. No further investigation into the laptop's contents was conducted. The laptop was collected and determined to be a Dell Precision 7750, gray, silver in color. The series of characters on the back of it had ST, colon, 3, Q, C, F, Y, D, 3, and E, X, colon, 8, 1, 2, 3, 3, 6, 7, 3, 5, 1. James' laptop was seized. Aurora Police Department Detective Harris located a small hand vacuum in the office with three additional desks with computers. The vacuum had a white powdery substance inside it. A portion of the substance was collected and seized. Detective Harris located James' DEA number, F. C-0032348, United States Drug Enforcement Registration Number. 
your affiant knows a DEA number is assigned to healthcare providers, allowing them to write prescriptions. Your affiant accessed Angela's cell phone text messages and found several between her and James. Your affiant found Angela and James' text messages were comparable to other couples texting about their day, the children's day, and their activities. Your affiant found Angela had James in her phone as the boy with a picture of the two of them and confirmed the phone number had matched that of the phone number Ryan and Michelle said was his. While reading through the text messages on March 1st, 2023, your affiant found Angela and James were discussing their relationship, mainly about James healing and counseling. Your affiant noted the following text exchange. Angela's text messages are in blue and James is in white. Angela text, your healing and happiness, this marriage, is more important than my day. You are more important than my day. James text, thank you. I know you are getting ready to go out and spend some time with Tony, and I would like to ask that you keep last night's conversation details just between you and I. I trust Tony, but it was hard for me to even tell you that stuff. I'm definitely not ready for anybody else to hear it. Angela text, of course, I wasn't planning to talk about any of it. I haven't actually talked to Tony about any of the last few months since that initial conversation. James, I'm sorry. I know she is kind of your outlet and your strength and support and somebody who you could always go to vent. I hate taking away even a part of that since I know that is really, really hard for you. Angela, I just waited for Bell. It's weird because my eyes seem to be focusing better today. James. Well, that's good, I guess. Angela, I woke up with a headache and spits in my eyes. Spots went away. Headache's still there. James, sorry, baby. That sounds awful. James, your family is out of control, but hilarious. Angela, I'm aware of both of those things. BS and only 97 today. James, wow, that's weird. A1C? Angela, not doing urine test here. They recommend I go back to the ER, but my A1C was normal yesterday, right? Isn't that what the ketones are? Never mind. She told me they don't have the capability to do that test, but my PCP should. I'm tired. How did your talk with Matt go? I need a new PCP. James, it went fine. He says this sounds like diabetes to him. He said when your sugars are high, the lens in your eye expands and makes it hard to focus. You can get mental confusion and become really tired and weak. And he said it would explain the audio disturbances you've had, too. He's really disappointing that the ER let you go without at least giving you some insulin. He said that we need to find you a PCP and call them and say that you are a new diabetic and you need to be seen sooner than later. He was hoping somebody could get you in as early as today or tomorrow. Angela, my doctor can get me in Thursday or Friday, but not before that. I don't want to be a new diabetic, so I'd really rather not say those words. Tell Matt to stick it. What should I do? James, let's plan on Thursday or Friday then. Angela, I went ahead and scheduled it for 3 o'clock Friday because that's when I would have a ride. Do you think I should change it to Thursday? My head is killing me and I'm so tired making these decisions is really hard. James, I think you should do it on Thursday. I'm sorry your head hurts so bad. Angela, I can't drive and nobody's here to take me. James, I can find you a ride. What time could you get the appointment for? Angela, I'll call back and find a ride and someone to watch the kids. James, I may be able to help with that depending on what time. Actually, Dr. P is out Thursday, so maybe just stick to Friday. Angela, too late. I changed it. Tuesday, March 7, 1139 AM. Angela, 
On top of all this, I'm pretty sure I have a sinus infection. James, would you like me to call it in a Z-Pack for you? Angela, that would be great. Sorry, I meant to say that. James, on it. Angela, the PA at the urgent care called in a prescription for some kind of medication that's supposed to help with dizziness. I guess we could pick it up, but I wonder if it helps with dizziness caused by high blood chair. I don't know how any of that works. Tuesday, March 7, 2.07 p.m. James, I love you. It was so nice hanging out with you and just watching a show and snuggling. I'm sorry that you still aren't feeling well and that you feel like I'm disappointed about that. I'm not disappointed at all, just feeling empathy for how hard that must be for you. Hopefully, things can improve and you get better. I'm also so grateful that the last couple of days have allowed me to have more flexibility in my schedule. God really does know what he's doing. And are you feeling anything in particular for dinner tonight or this week? March 8, 729 AM. James, will you please let me know when you're up? I'm nervous about it just being you and the littles today. Angela, I'm thinking about being up. Julia is coming for Vi later today. James, oh good. What about Nora? Angela, she wants to play online with her friends. Drinking my drink and sitting on the couch with my ice pack and two anxious dogs. No blurred vision or dizziness or anything. Mostly just the headache. James, I guess that's an improvement over the last few days. Angela, it's possible the headache will go away and I'll feel okay today. So yes. And my sinuses are cleared out and draining. I can breathe again, but it's making everything taste gross. James, I'm sorry, but that also sounds like good news. Angela. It's okay, it'll go away. Just wanted to update you, and I'm hoping you don't worry today. What did you feed Ember this morning? James, her frozen food. Angela, okay, thanks. She's being noisy, and I think she wants her snack. And another thing, my nose hurts. Maybe next time I'm delirious and I have an IV wrap, you could remove it for me before I punch myself in the nose. I would really appreciate that. James, I'll make a mental note of that. Angela, how are you today? James, so, so busy. I'm planning to come home and eat lunch with you, though. Angela, am I eating lunch? I'll need to gear up for that. Glad I get to see you. James, I'm glad, too. I'll need to ask you what you're hungry for and bring it to you. I'm kind of feeling just a smoothie or something. Angela, I'm not feeling anything. Don't bring me anything. I'll eat something here. James, how's your headache? Angela, better, but it still hurts. I probably just need a shower and some sleep and some food. I hate your bird today. She won't be quiet. James, Shower and sleep and food sounds good. Angela, I'm sorry about my family. James, I just wish I could get my watch to stop sending me notifications every time they text. It's so annoying that I can't turn off the notifications for the chat in my phone, but my watch doesn't listen. It's tapping me and tapping me and tapping me all day long as I'm trying to work with patients. Angela, maybe try this. I know it doesn't solve the problem, but it will shut it off for now. James, thanks, I'll try that. Wednesday, March 8, 12, 11 p.m. Angela, hi, baby, I love your face. James, how you doing? Angela, good, just waiting for Julia. I'm trying to share my vital stats with you so you can see something even if I'm asleep, but my head hurts and the BP one is making it worse. James, the BP one? Angela, I would need a separate blood pressure app, I think, I'm not really sure. James, is Bell home yet? Angela, just got here. You okay? James, yep, just checking in on you. Checking in again, how are you doing? You're scary. Angela, sorry baby, I fell asleep on the couch. Then I woke up, now I'm hungry. James, I waited an entire minute, Ange. 
Angela. Sorry, babe. I fell asleep on the couch. Then I woke up. Now I'm hungry. James. I waited an entire minute, Ange. Angela. Thank you for checking on me. I love you. James. I love you, too. I like checking on you. James. How you doing? Even though I called ahead and they said they had what I needed when I showed up today, they didn't have it. I'm so frustrated. I'm headed back to my office to do some research and see if I can find another place in town that has glassware like this. I'm going to trust that you were just sleeping and not dead somewhere. I just finished up with what I needed to do at work. I just left the office. I'm going to stop at King Supers on my way home and grab a couple of ingredients to make dinner tonight. Love you. James again. Okay, all done with groceries. I'm headed home to make you some dinner. Thursday, March 9, 717 AM. James. How are you doing? Angela. I feel super tired, but I left my phone on my lap, so I hope I feel it if you text. James. Okay, thank you. James. I've decided that me owning a water bottle just means that I get to come in every morning and look at it on my desk. Angela. That is not the purpose of a water bottle. James. Are you nauseous? I'm reading up on low blood pressure. Angela. Not today. I'm cold. Super tired. Weak. Shaky and dizzy. James. Super thirsty? Angela. I've been drinking stuff all morning, so who knows? James. Blurred vision? Angela. No. James. I'm having a hard time concentrating this morning. Angela. I'm sorry. I'm just sleepy. James. That's okay. You don't have to say sorry. How are you doing now? Angela. I had Nikki bring over a glucometer to borrow. I'm at 179 right now. I'll check again soon. I'm feeling about like I did when you left. James. Okay, so high sugar? Angela. Yes. James. Did she leave the glucometer? Angela. Yes. James. Did you eat anything this morning? James again. Baby? James text again. Ange, are you there? Angela text. Hi, baby. Sleeping. James. Whew. Angela. I ate my protein fables and some crackers. I'm down to 140, but feeling pretty crappy. James. I'm sorry you're feeling so crappy. I hope they figure this out. James writes another text. How are you doing? Thursday, March 9, 3.32 p.m. James. Man, baby, you've got to stop scaring me like this. I love you so much, and I'm not used to all of this excitement. Angela. I promised you cardio. I'm in room 212. Viv just texted about dinner tomorrow and my head is killing me. Can you please respond to them? James, on it. Angela, the nurse thought I needed more than Tylenol for my head, so the doctor gave me Tramadol. James, okay, that's good. Angela, where did you go? James, did you ever cut Allison off? Angela, yes. Why? James, just making sure. Did she ever say anything about it? Angela, Nope, she never responded. James, did you know that Violet's Activity Days is at Julia Olson's house? I really, really hate it when they do that. Angela, yes, but they texted it this week and it didn't cross my mind. My question for you, if we're measuring my vitals to see what's affecting them and what's not, wouldn't giving me oxygen when my stats go down mess that up? James, it absolutely would. I'm telling you, I've lost almost all of my faith in that hospital. Angela, and I'm going to ask the nurse that just came on shift if they're supposed to be checking my urine and blood glucose. James, have you been able to ask this question yet? 
James texts again. Are you doing okay? Angela. Yes, I fell asleep. She hasn't come back in yet. James. I feel a lot less anxiety knowing that you are hooked up to monitors, and if I can't get a hold of you, it's not because you're dead. Angela. So there was a link in my IV line, and it's been beeping forever, and nobody has come in. Are they monitoring this? Angela texts again. Just a sec. Angela texts again. Blood sugar, 134. BP, 78 over 55. The doctor down in the ER had no idea what she was talking about. They're going to be in here every four hours to monitor my blood pressure and my blood sugar. The blood sugar part, I should have expected. The only thing this machine that I'm hooked up to is monitoring is my heart rate and my oxygen saturation. James text. I'm glad they're watching it. Angela. I'm glad you're glad. I'm exhausted and sitting here feeling like crying because I know I'm not going to get any sleep. James. I'm so sorry. I hate that. Angela. Also, don't be too mad at their leaders. We gave permission for Nora to pick up Vi and take her to the lobby to find me or the big girls. I'm just not sure why everyone's left the lobby with two little girls there all alone. James. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Thank you. Angela. You should maybe try and ask the girls a little more about it, like who they were playing with and where they were before they noticed they were alone. James. I'll definitely do that. James texts again. Bishop just stopped by. Apparently, when Barb Harper finds something out, the entire ward knows it. LOL. Carrie Warnick is texting me. Amy Campbell is texting me. Julia Olson is texting me. Barb is texting me. You can imagine we have more support than we can handle right now. Anyway, so Bishop stopped by, and I am wrapping up with Cleo and Bill, and we are both going to come by and spend some time with you tonight. We are driving separately so that I can stay a little longer than he wants to. Friday, March 10, 10.32 a.m. Angela texts, Barb wants to bring dinner tonight. James, Kelly Hansen is already bringing dinner tonight, but if Barb would like to do tomorrow night, that would be great. Angela, can you text Barb? James, done. How did your orthostatic vitals come back? Angela texts a picture to him with the statistics. James writes, Wow, standing is really a cardiovascular workout for you. I think you're in zone three there. Angela, my head hurts so bad. James, I'm so sorry. Have they given you anything for it? I'm going to lay down for about an hour in case you are trying to reach me. Angela, I just took tramadol. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. Our friends and partners at Fox Nation have an exclusive new movie out right now, Murder for Sale. In this new original movie, real estate agent Violet Becker is devastated when her best friend and fellow real estate agent dies at an open house. Violet is suspicious about the circumstances of the death and sets out to investigate. She soon finds herself in unfamiliar territory as she uncovers shocking truths about her friend's life and mysterious death. Starring Caitlin Clark, Julia Benson, and Matt Hamilton, Murder for Sale is available exclusively on Fox Nation. Fox Nation subscribers also have access to all kinds of exclusive programming, including the video simulcast of Crime Stories, 
our team's special investigations, original movies like Murder for Sale, and so much more. Sign up for Fox Nation to watch. Just go to foxnation.com. Don't wait. Catch this movie. It's awesome. Go to foxnation.com now to watch. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Friday, March 10, 1.13 p.m. James, is your headache any better? We are headed to the orthodontist now. Angela, a tiny bit, but not really. James, I'm so sorry. Have any of the other test results come back yet? Also, have the doctor said if you're going home today or not? Angela, everything was negative or normal. They just did an ultrasound on my heart. She said she could send me home or keep me and watch my BP. Friday, March 10, 4.13 p.m. Angela, one sec. James, just tried to reach you but went to voicemail. I hope that means you're getting some rest finally. I plan to bring the girls up a little bit after 5 o'clock. We probably won't stay super long with everybody there because Cleo has a hangout with a couple of her friends at our house tonight at 6. Plus, it gets to be a little bit wild and crazy with everybody in there at the same time. I know that your headache probably doesn't appreciate that. By the way... If you have any insight for me on what you would prefer in terms of visitation, let me know. 
it's really hard to read you and i don't know if you like having us come up and visit or if it just makes it hard because you have to talk and think and we're all noisy i also don't really know if you like when i come up or what you would prefer i want to do what you want angela i'm working on stretching right now in the hopes that my head will feel better they just gave me a bunch of meds for my headache and my heartburn i do like seeing you guys but you're right when my head hurts it's hard to have a lot of people in here making a lot of noise. I love having you here. I just don't want to wear you out trying to take care of everything at home and be here with me. James, I'm fine. It's really busy and crazy, but that's always the case when you're not around. I want to be up there with you 24-7. I love you and miss you, and I'm so worried. I wish you were healthy enough to come home tonight and snuggle me, but thank you for staying so that I can feel like you're being cared for by professionals. Angela. Please bring deodorant. Friday, March 10, 7.03 p.m. James, I love you. I'm excited to have you home again. Kind of feeling a little bit like I'm drowning, but I'm doing my best. Angela, I'm sure you're doing great. So my BP was just 145 over 73. I can't win. James, oh my gosh. James, I'm going to head over and hang out with you for about an hour or so. If you're okay with that. Or I should say, I'm going to hang out with you until I feel like I'm falling asleep and then they will come back home and do exactly that. But I want to see you again today. Angela, I love that idea. James, how are you feeling? Angela, meh. The nausea is back, but my head doesn't hurt as much. James, we will take what we can get, right? Angela, if you haven't left yet, please don't forget to bring me a t-shirt. These long sleeves are making my vitals a little rough. James, I have already left, but I also remembered the t-shirt. Angela, thank you, baby. Friday, March 10, 8.59 p.m. Angela, thank you for coming back. I miss you so much, and it's nice to have some time. I love you. James, you're welcome. I wish I could have stayed longer. I love you, and I'm so glad you seem to be doing better. I hope you're able to at least get some water or crystal light down. Saturday, March 11, 12.32 a.m., James, I just woke up dreaming about making love to you. I love you and I want you. Saturday, March 11, 7.14 a.m. James, good morning. How are you feeling? Saturday, March 11, 8.19 a.m. Angela, bring a couple of pairs just in case, please. James, okay. I forgot to ask, how has your blood pressure been? Saturday, March 11, 10.14 a.m. James, please let me know when the doctor comes. Angela, she's coming in now. James, I wonder if we should request a cardiologist or a nephrologist consultation. Saturday, March 11, 1 17 p.m. James texts pictures of dentures and sends this message. Okay, the first stage of finishing up this case is complete, and now I have to put it in the curing unit for an hour. So I'm going to go home and grab the kids and come see you at the hospital for a little bit. I don't have to be back at the office in exactly an hour. It could be any time after that. How are you feeling? Any different? Angela, they gave me heartburn meds, and I think I slept for a little while. James, yay, we're here. Saturday, March 11, 3.14 p.m. Angela, hey, have you been updating the big kids at all? James, yes. Angela, thank you. James, how did the scan turn out? Angela, head of emergency surgery just left. Gallbladder is slightly distended, but that happens when you don't eat. 
He said he doesn't think my issue is surgical, and he's going to look through my charts, talk to the doc on the floor, and see what kind of plan they can come up with. James, I guess that's more good news that there's nothing, it's not something definitely seriously wrong with you. I mean, that came out wrong. I, I guess what I mean is I'm glad they don't see anything obviously surgically wrong. Saturday, March 11, 5 p.m. James, how are you feeling? Angela, nauseous, nauseated. James, I'm so sorry. Have you been able to keep anything down? Mark and Renee are coming tomorrow. Angela, I haven't even tried. Um, why? James, so that they can be here next week to help out with the kids and stuff, just in case you're still feeling really weak and crappy. Angela, that's nice of them. James, I didn't ask them. Mark just sort of said we're coming and then followed up with, if that works for you. Angela, that sounds like Mark. James, Violet and Cleo have matching tats. James text again. Did they hook you back up to your fluids? Angela, no. Angela text again. How's the afternoon? James, busy but good. Main level is clean. Starting the laundry and feeding the kids now. Can I bring you anything when I come tonight? Angela, I think I have everything. Thank you. James, that's not true. You don't have me. Although I guess when I come, I will probably bring me. Angela, they put me back on fluids. James, do you know why? Angela, no. James, BP? Question mark. Angela, no, it's been fine. James, so weird. I'm sorry. More puffiness probably. Have you been peeing a lot? Angela, yes. James, that's good, I guess. Been able to eat? Angela, I had half a cracker. I'm waiting it out. 135 over 74. James, geez, that's actually high for you. Angela, I know. Cleo sent a video. James posted it to Angela and says, Annabelle shared this with Cleo and Cleo shared it with me. We all thought it was so hilarious that I wanted to share it with you too. Angela, I'm sure all three of you laughed hysterically. Okay, maybe when you come bring some very simple chicken noodle soup. I need to try something. Angela, I'm going to try some broth in a minute and see how I do. James, okay, I can do that. Angela, and maybe some Vicks? James, gotcha. Any meth? Angela, I think I'm good. James, so this conversation just happened. Hey, Violet, do you want to go with me to visit mom in the hospital? Violet, no, I'm good. Just tell her I'm thinking about her and I miss her and I love her and I'm praying for her. She's watching Harry Potter with Annabelle. Angela, I don't blame her. I don't want to be here either. James, do they have a microwave or something there? I'm wondering if I should bring you like a simple cup of soup that, or if I should just bring like a box of chicken broth. What are you thinking? Angela, maybe something that could be warmed up. They have a microwave. I'm almost done with the broth they brought me. We'll see how it goes. James, I'm finally heading up. I totally forgot the VIX, but I plan to come back later tonight anyway. I can bring it then. Angela, I just got lots of nausea and heartburn meds. Maybe the broth will stay down. James, that's great timing. You should try to eat some more broth and maybe some crystal light or some water or something. When they discharge you, I would really like to see if they would consider leaving your IV in. I have IV Zofran and I also have fluids at the office, so I could manage some of that at home if we ever needed to. Plus, if we do end up having to go back to the hospital, it would be nice to not have to start another line. Angela, um, I hate my IVs. They kind of hurt, but 
We can see if that would make you feel better. Sunday, 8.14 a.m. James, morning, baby. You up? Angela, yes, I hear last night was a little crazy. James, yeah, it was for about two hours. How are you doing this morning? Angela, I feel groggy and drugged. They have my butt alarm on. I can't get up or they'll come in. I didn't throw up. James, well, yay for not throwing up. And James writes, someone was cold in church. Angela, I'm trying some cream of wheat this morning. James, okay, let's do this. Angela, so far so good. James, I finished up with sacrament meeting and the bishop said that I can bring the sacrament to you, so I'm going to do that. Dave Chapman is going to lead elders quorum for me and Annabelle drove separately, so she's going to bring the girls to the hospital to visit after church is over, but my mind just isn't really in church right now. I need to be with you. Last night was pretty scary. I'm going home to get some bread. James sends a text video to Angela. And James said, I'm coming to see you. I feel like I have totally worn out the stretch of road during the last week. Sunday, 12.06 p.m. James, it just occurred to me that I have not brought you any flowers while you're in the hospital. I'm so sorry. I don't know how that I skipped my notice. I think it's because I keep expecting them to let you go at any moment. If I had known you were going to be here this long, I probably would have done a better job with that. Angela, it's okay. I don't need flowers. Clean underwear, blue and gray pajama pants, pink shaver, pink or teal t-shirt, Pilates socks, plastic bag for dirty clothes. James, were you wanting me to go home and gather these things and bring them right back, or is it okay to bring them next time I come down? Angela, I like them as soon as possible. I feel kind of gross. James, okay, I'll drop the kids off at home and grab that stuff and bring it right back. Where would I find the blue and gray pajama pants and the pink teal shirt? Angela, the girls know what I mean in case you don't. Pajama pants on the shelf in my closet, t-shirts hanging up. My duffel should be in there too. Also, travel size soap. James, noted. Angela, BP 114 over 81. I have a low-grade fever. James, man, your blood pressure is all over the board. 145 over 45 followed by 114 over 81. Someone needs to tell your brain to get it together. Angela, I've been saying that forever. Angela, okay, I'm adding to the list. Clean underwear, blue and gray pajama pants, pink shaver, pink or teal t-shirt, Pilates socks, plastic bag for dirty clothes, body soap, conditioner, my hair towel. My Pulse OX doesn't want to work. James, maybe you don't have any pulse. Angela, maybe I'm a vampire. They keep taking all my blood. Okay, I'm trying a sandwich. Wish me luck. James, Coming up, me that is, hopefully not the sandwich. Angela, thank you, baby. Sunday, 2.28 p.m., James. I hope the EEG is going okay, and I hope you're able to get cleaned up in the other ways that you want, besides just your hair. I'm going to lay down for a while. Not sure how long. I would think somewhere between an hour and a half and a week should do the trick. James, I hope the EEG is going okay, and I hope you're able to get cleaned up in the other ways that you wanted to besides just your hair. I'm going to lay down for a while. Not sure how long. I would think somewhere between an hour and a half a week and should do the trick. Angela, my brain is normal, so there. I hope you're getting some sleep. I miss you. Sunday, 4.54 p.m. James, I'm awake now. So now what? Angela, he went to consult with my doctor, and I get to watch Big Bang Theory. What are you doing? James. 
Not much. I just woke up from my nap, and I think dinner is going to be here in about 10 minutes. They said between 5.15 and 5.30. Do you think they will let you come home tonight, or do you think you have to stay one more night? Angela, nobody has said, and I haven't seen my doctor yet, but I ate my sandwich. James, well, look at you. Nauseous? Angela, a little, but not vomit-worthy. James, that's a huge improvement. Angela, I miss you. James, I miss you so much. Angela, when are you coming back? James, I thought around 6.30 if that's okay. I was going to wait for Belle to get home from Temple Prep to see who wants to come with me and who doesn't. Angela, okay. James, are they going to let you come home tonight? Angela, no. James, why not? Angela, because of last night. James, geez, Hannibal still isn't home yet. Sunday, 8.18 p.m., James, I think I'll just do bedtime and come right back. I don't think I'll wait for Mark. I miss you and I want you home. I think Nora was a little bugged that she wanted to see you and talk to you more, but she felt like Barb monopolized her time. Mark is stuck in traffic up by the tunnel. He thinks there's a wreck, so he might be in kind of late. I don't know if he will even try to come into the hospital tonight. He might just wait till morning. Angela, okay, sorry I'm hurting. James, I'm so sorry. I think when I come back, I'm going to bring your laptop so that we can watch something without commercials. Okay, so quick update. Mark is not going to come tonight. They won't get here until probably close to 11 o'clock. I have the bedtime routine all done with the kids, and I'm headed back to the hospital to hang out with you until I'm tired and need to go to bed. I miss you, and I'm glad I get to have a little extra time with you tonight. I hope you're feeling better. Angela, I'm having a popsicle. James, sounds exciting. Angela, I don't feel good. James, I'm sorry you're not feeling good. I just got here and I'm headed up. Hopefully you're feeling better or I can do something to take your mind off of it. Sunday, 10.39 p.m. Good night, baby. I love you. I also finished that song for you. I meant to give you my AirPods and have you listen to it tonight. But when I got to your room and I totally forgot about it, maybe tomorrow. Mark and Renee are still at Idaho Springs, so they probably won't be here until close to midnight. I kind of gave them some preliminary instructions about what Nora and Violet will need in the morning, but I'm sure you might hear from them. Julia Olson also said she might take the girls for a play date at her house tomorrow because I think Leah is on spring break this whole week. Anyway, I hope you sleep well and start to feel better, and if I can't, we can make me again tonight. I just miss you, and I want to be close to you. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Angela. I love you too, baby. Thank you for handling so much. Maybe someone will figure me out tonight. Did you give Mark the door alarm codes? James, I disarmed the alarm. Monday, 1241 AM. James, I woke up thinking about you again. I just love you so much. Are you sleeping? Monday, 515 AM. Angela, on and off. James, morning, baby. How was the night? Any crazy episodes? Monday, 35 AM. James, how are you doing? The tired is kicking in. Angela, I'm sure it is. My head hurts really bad and I'm not allowed to sleep without oxygen. James, oh wow, that's new. Nausea? Angela, I'm okay, I think. I ordered cream of wheat. James, how's your BP and HRR? HR. Angela, BP was lower this morning, but I don't remember HR 106. I feel super tired. James, I'll bet. Have you been able to sleep much? Monday, 2.26 p.m. Angela, cardiologist thinks I'm a puzzle. James, I'm shocked. 
Angela literally said exactly what Dr. Pham said. Well, you're a puzzle, James. I know. So what's next? Angela sends an emoji of a woman shrugging her shoulders, putting her hands in the air. Angela texts. He said he's going to check on me tomorrow, but also said Dr. King is supposed to come by. Now I'm hungry. James, besides being hungry, how are you feeling? Angela, tired like I want a real shower. James, will they let you have one? Angela, it's hard with the IV. I ordered orange sherbet. James, bragger. Angela, I would like to go home. James, I'm sure. Are they saying another night? Angela, they're not saying anything. I haven't seen my doctor. James, are you still super sleepy? Angela, I pretty much slept all day. James, wow, so not tired anymore? Angela, I think I mostly feel lazy. I just want to go outside and walk around. James, how's your heart rate? SpO2, etc. Angela, same, but my SpO2 was low while I was just sitting here. My nurse says I'm not lazy, but I should probably try to move around more. Headache gone, so that's nice. James, heart rate still high? I'm so glad the headache's gone. Angela, yes, but it seems to be my normal right now. It seems to like hanging somewhere around 114. James, jeez. Angela, talking to Carrie. James, no problem. I'm on my way home to wrap presents. Monday, 5.04 p.m. Angela, my legs are super hairy. I might have to shave twice. James, do you want me to bring the chainsaw? You want me to bring anything to the hospital for you? Angela, no, I think I'm good. I may walk one of the girls through packing a bag for me so I have something to put on when I leave here tomorrow, but it can wait. I think you guys are probably already gone for dinner. James, texting, happy birthday, Belle. Sorry, you aren't here. How are you feeling? Angela, still sleepy, but good. I miss you guys. James, we miss you too. We got to have a second birthday night with you soon. Angela, can you stop at Panda Express on your way to me and get me a giant container of chicken lo mein? James, um, yes. <laughs> sure you don't want uh, something from Texas Roadhouse? Angela, it would be too cold, I think. James, okay, gotcha. Do you want anything to drink? Angela, no, thanks, water's fine. Monday, 8.19 p.m. James, I love you and I'm excited to bring you home tomorrow. Angela, I wish I was going home now. James, I so wish that. I'll come back and see you tonight, though. Angela, thank you. James, sorry, Nora says she doesn't like karate because of the teacher's overwhelming need for respect. James takes a picture with a flower and a card saying, the Evermores dropped this off. Angela, that was nice. James takes a picture to Angela with hearts all over the front door of their house saying, Annabelle got heart attacked. I'm headed up with my laptop and an episode of New Girl in hand if you care to watch it. Baby, I love you so much. I wish I had the kind of schedule that I could just stay up here 24-7 and be with you. I know it's lonely and boring and maybe sometimes scary, and I just want to be there to support you through all of it. I'm going to look at my schedule tomorrow and hopefully rearrange some patients so that I can be up here as much as possible. Good night, my love. And just as the song says, I hope you know that you're enough for me. Indeed, more than enough. Angela, thank you for spending as much time here as you do. It hasn't been fun, and I want to go home, but it really hasn't been that bad either. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Angela texts again. When you get home, can you please pull out the crock pot and the crock pot liners for Barb to come pick up tomorrow? 
she wants to make you guys taco soup, but wanted to do it in our crock pot so we didn't have to try to return it to her. James, absolutely, I'm on it. Angela, also, there's a funny spot in the doorbell cam. You might want to wipe that off. James, oh, okay, I'm on that too. Maybe the funny spot is me. Do I look funny in it? Angela, I forwarded the heart attack video to Bell. James, I can't wait to see you at home in my bed tomorrow. Angela, hopefully I'll be other places in the house too. James, no way, dude. Angela, I've had enough bed rest. James, time for bed exercise. Angela, how about let's make sure I don't feel like committing first. James, committing? Angela, ha, vomiting. James, okay, committing to vomiting. Angela, I'll work on it. James, I fell asleep. Good night, baby. I love you. Tuesday, 8, 10 a.m. James, what are your O2 sats not on oxygen? And what's your heart rate today? Angela, 96, 110. James, not bad. Any idea if they're going to get you out of there for sure? Angela, no idea. Tuesday, 9.55 a.m. James, geez, this morning is nuts. How's yours? Any news yet? Angela, lots of people coming in and out. When the nurse comes in next, I'll ask her about the doctor and discharge. James, okay, great. Were you able to hold down your breakfast? Angela, I've been trying to sleep, so I haven't had breakfast. James, makes sense. Keep sleeping. You need it. Angela, I drank a protein drink. James, good. James, I'm headed over to visit you now. Do you want me to bring you a ch some Chick-fil-A? Angela, no, my stomach is still a little meh. I'll order a sandwich. James, that drink you gave me tastes weird. Angela, good to know. I won't drink one. James, it wasn't bad necessarily. It just had kind of a very faint, subtle, chalky aftertaste. Angela, yuck. James, they said yeah to the clindamycin. Aode is putting it together now. A coast. Sorry, your sinuses are hurting. Angela, it's okay. I'm sure I'll be fine. James, the meds will help. Angela, thank you for taking care of me. James, of course. Don't forget, you still have caffeinated crystal light if you want it. Or if you want some fresh with ice, I can make some and bring it to you. Angela, no, this is good. I have a sandwich coming, so that'll be perfect. My mouth tastes like medicine. Doc just signed off on and is getting my paperwork together. If she gets done soon, I will have Belle get me. If not, can you come at three or should I call Renee? James, I should be able to do it if it's around three or later. Angela, it's okay if you can't. There are plenty of people who can come get me. I just like you the best. James, thanks. I like you too. Angela text. Belle said Mark and Renee are on their way up to visit, so I bet I'll just ride home with them. My doctor wants me to do the HST. Do you have one you can bring home? Although I'm kind of thinking maybe I should do it after I'm done with the antibiotics. James, I do have one, of course. Are they letting you out soon? Angela, I hope so. I have my oxygen tank. James, like an old lady? Angela, you married an old lady. I'm on my way home. James, oh, yay. Angela, I'm home, but I feel exhausted and dizzy. The hospital just called, and I left my pillow and my phone charger... Could you get those on the way home? Tuesday, 5.52 p.m. Angela text, meds? Question mark? James writes back, what do you mean? Wednesday, 6.03 a.m. Angela texts James, I sent that yesterday. Another text from Angela to James, bear up their burdens with ease. James replies, thank you. I love that you share things like this with me.
I finished that talk. So you feel like the load you're carrying right now is needed for you to get unstuck spiritually? Because I never really thought you were spiritually stuck. I just noticed you keep reading my messages but not responding. And I have some time between patients right now. And I thought I'd try calling instead of that was e if that was easier. Angela, I left my phone on accidentally. Sorry, I was actually asleep. James, oh, okay, I wondered. Tired? Angela, we can really dizzy this morning. I'm having trouble staying upright. Is Rich still coming to tune the piano? James, no, he got sick and just called and left me a voicemail and told me he wouldn't make it today and he would call to reschedule some other time. Angela, that's probably best. We have enough going on. James, agreed. I'm excited for the girls to get to go to the zoo. Did they leave already? Angela, yep. James, you feeling any better? Maybe you're getting some much needed rest. I love you. I hope you start feeling better. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Wednesday, 11.24 a.m. James, I'm here but waiting in line like I'm checking in to visit a prisoner or something. Security is taking people back one at a time. How are you feeling? 
On March 16, 2023, Detective Harris was sworn in by the Arapahoe County Honorable Magistrate Heidi Kutcher for multiple warrants. Detective Harris received signed warrants for James Blue iPhone 14 Plus, the hard drive collected from Dental Room 9 at Summerbrook Dental Office, James' laptop from the dental office, and James' iPad collected from the residence at 6795 South Robertsdale, James and Angie's residence. The warrants permitted a search and download of the devices. The blue iPhone Plus specifically requested a search from the dates of February 16th to March 16th. On March 17, 2023, due to the forensic detective being off work, an initial history search of the devices was conducted. Eurofiant and Detective Harris plugged the hard drive into a TV to look at the history of dental room number nine. Detective Harris opened the Google Chrome page and saw the above depiction just below the X area of the web page that you would click to exit the page was a J. When the J was selected, it provided a possible additional email account of James. The known email on his phone was dinosaurjim at me.com. This new email was Jim and waffles at gmail.com. Detective Harris then clicked on the three small dots to the right of the J and clicked on the history. The history of the email account began on February 27th, 2023. This appeared to indicate that the email address was created on that date. Beginning on February 27th, 2023, we observed that the user had conducted searches related to poison. Those searches included, quote, how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human, unquote, and, quote, is arsenic detectable in an autopsy, unquote. See below. The first screenshot on February 27th provided the following history. James had searched chemical suppliers in Aurora, Colorado, and also had made a purchase via Amazon. We clicked on the Amazon order and found the following. The Amazon order number in the email Number 111-102293-4-1078630 was then clicked on and the Amazon account pulled up an order. The item was ordered on February 27, 2023 and delivered to 6795 South Robertsdale Way in Aurora, Colorado, James' address, and left in the mailbox on March 4, 2023. The item ordered was arsenic metal, 99.9999% crystalline metalloid, 10 grams for element collection. It cost $13. In the description of the item James purchased, the information stated that arsenic is often believed to be used for murder, as it has been in many crime novels. The second portion of the informative description stated that the real danger is in swallowing it, which could very well prove fatal. The next screenshot showed the following history from 3.32 p.m. to 3.35 p.m. The next screenshot shows the search history from 3.28 to 3.32 p.m. The next screenshot shows the history from 3.22 p.m. to 3.28 p.m. James searched arsenic on the Alpha Chemistry website that provided many variations of arsenic. The next screenshot from 3.20 p.m. to 3.22 p.m. provided the following. This particular search had a Google search of, quote, how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human, unquote. When that link is clicked, there is information of what could be an exposure or lethal dose. The next screenshot from 3.15 p.m. to 3.20 p.m. provided the following. The bottom of this screenshot shows a search of, is arsenic detectable in an autopsy from the Carlson Company. When the website is checked, 
for Carlson Company, the following can be found. The Carlson Company is arsenic detectable in autopsy. The search history provided YouTube searches for, quote, the top five undetectable poisons that shows no signs of foul play, how to make poison, and the top 10 deadliest plants. They can kill you. The top five undetectable poisons showing no signs of foul play is a video by It's All Viral. The video provides the top five undetectable poisons and how they affect certain people. The following information is a synopsis of what was provided. Polonium, an ex-Russian spy killed by this in a teacup. The item is said to be so dangerous that one gram could kill 1.5 million people in a few months. Mercury, Amadeus Mozart was killed by lethal mercury pills. There are three forms of that can be ingested, inhaled, and consuming it. Cyanide, found in countless items in the home and other locations. 1.5 milligrams per kilogram of body weight is a fatal dose for humans. Botulinum toxin, if not retreated immediately, leads to paralysis. If not treated right away, can lead to death. Arsenic, virtually undetectable besides the Marsh test used in murder and mystery. The following screenshot from 3.02 p.m. to 3.12 p.m. provided the following. The screenshot from 2.39 p.m. to 3.02 p.m. provided the following. In this portion of search, there is information regarding oleandrin and how to make poison from oleander. The screenshot from 2.09 p.m. to 2.39 p.m. James had searched via Google by oleander and through Nerdfighteria Wiki, six deadly undetectable poisons and how to detect them. When you click on the bioleander, you get a Google search for the plant. The Nerfiteria wiki described multiple poisons in the text, as well as had a video of the perfect poison. The site provides the following information. Within the text of the information, the following is provided about arsenic cyanide. The article is somewhat lengthy, but has information on some of the symptoms of cyanide. The symptoms are weakness, nausea, difficulty breathing, seizures, or cardiac arrest. The video explained that cyanide is very hard to detect and that it often is too late by the time doctors can diagnose what happened. This concluded the search history on this date and anything related to poisons. When we clicked on the Amazon order, we could view the emails from the Jim and waffles at gmail.com account. Once we took a closer look at this account, we found additional purchases of poison. The account's first contacts were on February 27, 2023, and it appeared the account had just been created. The account had the following contacts. The emails ended on March 16, 2023 and started February 27, 2023. The emails also have a J in the top right portion, and when it clicked, it shows that it belongs to Jim Craig. The emails had multiple orders within the contents as well as communications with a redacted. Within the contents of the emails, there is an order on March 9, 2023 from Midland Scientific. The item purchased was a Sigma 207810-25G. After the item was purchased, Midland Scientific employee Cassie Rodriguez contacted James about follow-up needs for the product. In researching what Sigma 207810-25G was, we discovered that it is the technical term for potassium cyanide. The following email strand between James and employer Cassie Rodriguez took place. The initial response from the company stated that they would need a usage statement for what James needed the product for. 
Cassie informed James that they did not have the item in stock, but that they could ship the item overnight. The web order copy was provided and showed that it would be shipped to James' office. The order notes states, Hopefully this is in stock and I can come pick it up tomorrow, March 9th. It appeared that based on the order, James needed this product right away. The email then provided a PDF from the company of the restricted item usage statement form. The form provided the details needed to be filled out by James for his purchase of the specific product of Sigma. James responded by stating he was a surgeon performing a craniofacial reconstruction. James said he is using this chemical to check to see if it will help with the layering of alternative metals. He stated that, if successful, this will be published as a paper in the National Institutes of Health. He stated his license number is CO9285 and his professional email is Craig at summerbrookdental.com. The email he is communicating on to buy the poisons and with redacted is the gym and waffles at gmail.com. At no time is James using his professional email to your affiance knowledge to make these purchases after alleging they're for work. Cassie then responded stating the delivery was expected for tomorrow and the email is on March 9th. James tells Cassie she has been helpful, and then she tells him that there is a preferred form for the product. Cassie responded and stated that because James was a new user, the system would take longer to process the order. James responded that he figured it out, referencing the form and sent it from the hospital. He sent the following response. The response is the restricted usage form that he stated it would be used for electroplating over medical prosthesis. He signed the form and dated it March 9. 2023. James then responded to Cassie's message about the delivery delay and stated it was inconvenient. He stated he will shuffle some things around and then get the delivery Friday, March 10th. On March 10th, 2023, James contacted Cassie to ask if she had shipment information. Cassie then sent a response from the supplier that the shipment is expected for Saturday, March 11, 2023. James again asked about tracking information. James again contacted Cassie on March 11, 2023 and stated it was 7.30 p.m. He waited all day for the shipment at his office. James' office is only open Monday through Thursday. James still had the shipment sent to his office on a day off. He had communicated with Caitlin that he had a personal package coming to the office and not to open it. It was believed that this package was the personal package. Cassie then responded on March 13, 2023. She provided a FedEx tracking number of 4731836358208. Caitlin had told your affiant the potassium cyanide had been shipped on March 13, 2023 to the office via FedEx. The conversations concluded with Cassie telling James he was welcome. Your affiant looked up the Sigma product on Midland Scientific's website and found the following. Caitlin stated she had seen a container with a label of potassium cyanide on it. James had told her not to open the box, but... Redacted had gotten to it first, and the box was open with the potassium cyanide inside. James had alleged to Cassie via email that this was for work, but told his employees it was a personal purchase. Your affiant checked FedEx for the tracking number associated and found the following. The item stated it was delivered March 13, 2023, which was consistent with what Caitlin had provided detectives. There was another purchase made by James on March 6, 2023 to ADOOQ Bioscience. The purchase was for three oleandrin 1 milligram items for $330. The invoice date was March 10, 2023. On the form, the usage stated the following. 
quote, products are for research use only, not for human use. We do not sell to patients, unquote. See below. James never received this item because MCHU investigator Joseph Eck was able to contact FedEx and inform them of the situation. FedEx stated their interdiction team would stop the delivery of the package and hold it for investigator Joseph Eck to recover. The other emails were with a redacted. The emails were intimate in nature and contained sexually explicit conversations. There were also travel plans within those emails to redacted. The first travel dates were March 8th through the 10th, 2023, which showed redacted traveling from Austin, Texas to Denver, Colorado. Angela was in the hospital during March 9th through the 14th, 2023. The email account appeared to have been created on February 27th, 2023, along with the searches, plans to poison someone, and to convene with Karen. It appeared that James had redacted visit him while his wife was in the hospital sick. The second flight itinerary was for March 16th through the 20th, 2023. This flight was purchased on March 4, 2023, which was the same date that the arsenic was delivered to James' house. A follow-up email from Karen on March 16, 2023 suggested that James had told her something had happened to Angela. Redacted sent James an email explaining how sorry she was for him and that she wished she was helping him, not pulling him away. She stated she knew it had to be so hard what he was going through and that she wanted to be there for him but did not want to mix in with his family and friends and pretend to be only a friend when there was something more. On March 17, 2023, Eurofiant spoke with Angela's redacted, stated that she and Angela spoke almost daily. Angela visited her in Utah from March 1st through March 5th, 2023. While in Utah, Angela was neither sick nor complained of not feeling well. Redacted stated Angela and James' marriage had always been tumultuous. James had multiple affairs with several women, told Angela he had been addicted to pornography since he was a teenager, and drugged Angela approximately five to six years ago. Angela told Redacted that James drugged her, an unknown drug, because he planned to go into their bathroom and give himself a lethal injection of something and commit suicide. James told Angela he drugged her so she wouldn't find him nor be able to save him, which would give the lethal drugs time to kill him. Eurofian believed this is what James referred to in the text message exchange outlined and read earlier in this affidavit. Given our history, I know that must be triggering. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. Angela told Redacted several times over the past 16 years that she was going to leave James, but said that James always convinced her to stay. Angela told Redacted that James had, quote, run the dental office into the ground, unquote, and that their finances were dire. Angela complained to Redacted that James recently traveled to Las Vegas, where she said he had gambled away over $2,000. When James updated Redacted on Angela's status, James said he would not allow hospital staff to conduct an autopsy. Tony said she pled with James, asking him to do an autopsy in case it was genetic so they could prevent one of their children from getting sick. James said he felt if they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her when she was alive, he wouldn't let them poke her more when she was dead. On March 18, 2023, Eurofiant was advised Angela was pronounced brain dead at 4.29 p.m. by University Hospital physician Natalie Held. Colorado CRS 12-240-140 Determination of Death states that an individual is dead if A. The individual has sustained irreversible 
cessation of circulatory and respiratory functions, or B, the individual has sustained irreversible cessation of all functions of the entire brain, including the brain stem. Through the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, Urofiant learned that ingesting arsenic typically causes severe gastrointestinal signs and symptoms such as vomiting, abdominal pain, and diarrhea. The signs and symptoms might lead rapidly to dehydration and shock. Different clinical manifestations might follow, including dysrhythmias, prolonged QT, T-wave changes, altered mental status, and multi-system organ failure that ultimately could result in death. Through the CDC, Urofiant learned that ingesting cyanide typically causes chest pain, confusion, dizziness, eye pain, eye tearing, excitement, difficulty breathing, headache, nausea, rapid or slow heart rate, rapid or slow breathing, restlessness, shortness of breath, vomiting, weakness, or wheezing. In addition, more serious symptoms include high or low blood pressure, loss of consciousness, lung injury, seizures, coma, and death. Angela told James she was having the following symptoms beginning on March 6, 2023 through March 15, 2023. Dizziness, her head felt funny, her eyes did not want to focus, and felt heavy and slow, felt drugged, whole body feeling tingly, extreme headache, eye discharge, altered mental state, high and low blood pressure, weak, shaky, tired, nausea, and vomiting. Your affiant documented the litany of tests completed by two separate emergency department doctors through her text messages to James and James' messages to Michelle. None provided a medical reason for her symptoms. However, reading the CDC symptoms of the poisons, your affiant knows they are consistent with the symptoms Angela was experiencing and that ultimately killed her. Conclusion Throughout this investigation, Urofiant has spoken to numerous people who have provided insight into Angela and James Craig's relationship. Not one person has suggested or even seen any source of suicidal ideations from Angela. James had provided those statements to the Department of Human Services employees, who after hearing those statements felt that James was trying to make a point to have some source of the cover-up story to prevent his incrimination. James has made varied statements to various audiences. He told the Department of Human Services that Angela was suicidal, and he had saved her many times, but never reported it. James had told fellow employees that his marriage was failing, and he was in financial turmoil. He also had been recently communicating with a woman named Redacted about what appears to be a sexually intimate relationship. It appears James was flying this woman into Denver while his wife and the mother of his children was dying in the hospital. In totality, this investigation has proven that James has gone to great lengths to try and end his wife's life. On February 27, 2023, he created a new Gmail account, jimandwaffles at gmail.com, which he only used in dental room number nine with his practice at 14991 East Hampton Avenue, Suite 370. This email account was not found on his cellular phone, his laptop, nor on Angela's phone. While using this account, he researched multiple undetectable poisons and eventually purchased crystalline metalloid arsenic from Amazon.com. After buying this poison, he received an email from Redacted about her intention to fly to Denver, Colorado for March 8th through the 10th, 2023. On March 4, 2023, the arsenic was delivered to James' mailbox at his home residence. On March 4, 2023, James received another email from Redacted 
a trip that was scheduled for March 16th to the 2023 with a flight plan. On March 5, 2023, Angela returned home from a trip to Utah. On March 6, 2023, Angela was admitted to Park Adventist Hospital as she complained that her head felt funny. She was dizzy and her eyes were not focusing. She continued that she did not feel right in her head and that her body was responding slowly. These symptoms were consistent with some of the symptoms from arsenic. These symptoms per the CDC were vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, dehydration, altered mental state, or organ failure. Angela was released from the hospital on March 6, 2023. James then ordered oleandrin 1 milligram in the quantity of 3 on March 6, 2023. These items were intercepted by FedEx and were not delivered to James. On March 8, 2023, according to flight plans from February 27, 2023, redacted came to Denver, Colorado. James then ordered Sigma 207810-25G potassium cyanide from Midland Scientific with a request to have the items overnighted. He requested to pick them up on March 9, 2023, specifically. There were delays in the shipment due to verifying his credentials. James responded while Angela was in the hospital that he could complete the form and that the potassium cyanide was needed for surgery. James showed impatience in the email string between him and the Midland Scientific employee. James then told his employee that redacted that he had packaged coming to the office on March 13th, 2023, and that the package was personal. The package was accidentally opened by an employee named redacted and redacted took the package and repackaged it, knowing James requested it not to be opened as redacted repackaged the item. She saw it was potassium cyanide redacted. Never saw this potassium cyanide within the business again. It should have remained in the business if it was truly used for a surgery, as James alleged. On March 14, 2023, Angela was released from the hospital and returned home. On March 15, 2023, Angela returned to the hospital at approximately 11 a.m. This time, Angela was at University Hospital Onfoots. Angela started to suffer from a severe seizure and was intubated. Angela suffered from a lack of oxygen and no pupil reaction and began to have intracranial pressure. This led Angela to the medical intensive care unit where she was on life support and did not regain brain activity. James was known to make Angela protein shakes regularly, had administered many to her. It was believed he had provided Angela with the poison through these shakes. For the CDC, the more severe symptoms include high or low blood pressure, loss of consciousness, lung injury, seizures, coma, and death. James had ordered multiple poisons that were not known to have been located during the searches of his residence or business. James has not attempted to speak with the police regarding what occurred with his wife, but has made statements that he had the answers to what happened. James has only repeatedly asked for his phone back. Based on the totality of the investigation, James has shown the planning and intent to end his wife's life by searching for ways to kill someone undetected providing her poisons that align with her hospitalized symptoms and working on starting a new life with redacted. Your client finds there is more than enough preliminary evidence sufficient to arrest James Craig with premeditated first degree murder. Based on the foregoing facts and circumstances, your client feels that she has probable cause to believe that the offense of CRS 18-3-1021A charge premeditated first degree murder class F1 has been committed and that Greg Tolliver Craig date of birth 021178 
did commit the offense. I've read the foregoing statement and the matters stated therein are true to the best of my knowledge and belief. Affiant Detective Bobby Olson, subscribed and sworn to before me this 18th day of March, 2023, issued at 1121 p.m. This court, having reviewed the affidavit and application for arrest warrant and finds probable cause for the arrest of James Tolliver Craig, date of birth 021178. Richard Farrow, District Court Magistrate. Well, there you have it. Thanks, Dave Mack. I guess he's got plenty of time to think about poisoning his wife. And I wonder if he's wondering what his six children are doing right now. My guess is he's probably wondering what his mistress is doing right now. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.